everyone. Welcome to the Just Pick Something podcast where we discuss movies and TV shows. My name is Jakes and I'm here with my co-host Franco. This episode we're going to talk about movies that we'll catch up on from 2022. And I mean, we can talk about these movies that we did watch and we did catch up on, you know, Bullet Train released in 2022. It was filmed and directed by David Lech from a screenplay by Zach, Zach Olkiewicz. Olkiewicz? It's one of the names that I'm sorry I butchered again, but what can you do? I'm doing my best. And produced by Anthony Fugua. It's based on the 2010 novel Maria Beetle, titled Bullet Train in the UK and the US edition, and stars Brad Pitt as Ladybug, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Tangerine, Brian Tyree Henry as Lemon, Bad Bunny as Wolf, and like a ton of more people. And at the time of this episode, can be streamed on Netflix like usual time codes are in the description so franco did you like this movie what do you think of going into it so i going into it i, I want first off i wanted to watch it in theaters i, I had to wait till netflix is again one of those movies that i wish i would watch in theaters just because it does seem like a theater like you it would be it would have been fun to watch it in theaters yeah dude the visual cinematography of this movie is wonderful it has a lot of really cool lighting compositions and staging and a bunch of really cool things this movie kind of took me by surprise i saw a trailer for it in a theater and i I was like oh that looks fun and i mean that was about it <laughs> yeah it, it looked like a, uh, i talked to my wife and she was like it looks like a chaotic mess and i was like i can't say you're wrong but i also it kind of intrigues me i mean did you get the vibe from uh suicide squad 2016 initial trailer with the bohemian rhapsody because that's what i kind of got reminded of uh no not not that specifically but definitely didn't give me an accurate read on the movie mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like a lot of people didn't get ex- like an accurate read because the people that i've seen like are detractors of this movie i feel like we're expecting a very different one and it definitely is more also the walls than i think it was sold as oh yeah no there's way more action in this movie than i thought there was going to be which is great as part of the uh reason i really like this movie there was a lot of really cool stunts and action choreography going on i feel like the setting of it being taking place in a bullet train really helped kind of make some unique and fun back and forth between the characters yeah i think i think i think this movie surprised me ultimately because yeah i really didn't know what to expect and people were like oh it's not that good and i was like eh, okay fine I, i'm not expecting it to be great and then after watching it, i was like no actually this is like and story-wise, I think I think there's like one only like one negative that I really have for the movie, like one glaring one, and then all the other ones are more. Like, oh yeah, was it advertising? Because I think I was really wondering was like, man, they are advertising Bad Bunny a lot in this movie. I wonder if it's because he's you know a really famous, notable face, and they were kind of trying to bring people in, and he turns out to not really be in the movie for that much time. You know, oh, no, it was it was it was casting. It was one of the a casting choice in the movie that I'm not a big fan of. The Bad Bunny was fine for a little bit. I didn't pay attention to much of the advertising. I saw very little of it. I mean, every time I saw this movie advertised, it was mostly scenes with Bad Bunny arriving into the train. I so okay, so I guess we'll go into spoilers pretty quickly. Yeah, we're gonna go into spoilers because this movie is gonna be kind of hard to talk about without going into spoilers somewhat. You know. Yeah. Very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, especially, like, I think the best parts and the worst parts are very much heavy spoilers. <laughs> yeah, well, it has – everything ties together, and that's kind of the fun of the movie, especially because it ties everything together, and Brad Pitt's character accidentally, because of his character, ends up being involved in everything. Yeah. Spoilers going forward from here on out. Uh, so my – I think 
I don't know. It, it, it's weird. The moment Michael Shannon <laughs> shown, I was like, why, why him? <laughs> oh, oh okay. I laughed because I also had a very similar reaction <laughs> when he showed up on screen. I was I like, is that Michael Shannon? I love him as an actor, but like, he was not at all what I, what I wanted or hoped for for that role. Yeah. And so it was just one of those things where I was like, no, this is not, I, I don't think this works. <laughs> well, and I think because he does, he, his casting doesn't work for me, it doesn't help the third act very much. Mm. It's so focused on him that I'm like, no, I, I don't know if I, if, if anyone could have made the, the third act better because like, mm. There was like a mystique to his character, but like I don't, I don't think Michael Shannon lived up to <laughs> to the image I built up in my head. That's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? No, I 100% get it because, like I said, I was so blown away. It took me out of the movie for a second. I was like, "Holy shit, it's him!" What? I guess he's the White Death this entire time, and it's kind of like the same reveal as um. When he's like, and you, Mr. Carver, I've been waiting for you this entire time. And he's like, Brad Pitt's character, Ladybug, is saying, wait, what? And then you realize that he's not the one that's supposed to be there. And it's this other guy. And then he takes off his helmet. And it turns out to be Ryan Reynolds. Which is hilarious. That was hilarious. And I'm like, oh, my God, is that Ryan Reynolds? And it was. And it's too much of a, like, surprise, you know? You know why they did that? Is it because of uh, his marketing gimmick that he usually does where he just shows up and makes like a f- witty comment or like... No, so the reason that he, he plays the, that Ryan Reynolds is that character is because Ryan Reynolds had Brad Pitt right. play a cameo in Deadpool 2. Yeah, yeah, because he... What was it? Um, I don't know if this is actually true, but he came on for a cup of coffee? Yeah, pretty much. And so, yeah, yeah. He came on to the, his role on Deadpool 2 for a cup of coffee because he was there for like 30 minutes or yeah. something. And so he was like, basically Ryan Reynolds owed him and the director. <laughs> and so they're like, like he, he only gets like a 30 second cameo, nothing more. And then, then I think Ryan Reynolds convinced the director to, to then still screw over Brad Pitt by making his role like intrinsic to the plot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> he good. Like, he was like, oh, you thought I was going to be some throwaway 30 second cameo but no actually i'm intrinsic to the entire plot of this movie and i'm like oh my god this is great why is i was like it's just it's such a good like industry joke that i love it (laughs) i mean that's pretty great i i have heard of brad pitt doing cameo scenes like that for, for fun and enjoyment for himself i think way way back in like the 2000 early 2000s he was he showed up on in jackass because he was he had fun and they did it for fun. Um. <laughs> but okay, so I guess now that you've told me that pretty reasonable of why you weren't a big fan of Michael Shannon as the white deaf in his uh yeah. the third act, go let's go back to the beginning of the film and talk about it leading up. Because I think for one, tying it back into the casting decision, Brad Pitt was a pretty good choice because I don't know if I would have enjoyed this movie as much if it wasn't for him as the main lead. It brings this really fun, charismatic energy to the whole movie that made me kind of really enjoy this more than I might have going into it. Yeah, there's... I've talked about it recently with other movies where it's like there are some actors that you know they're really good because they just buy into the like crazy bullshit of the movie they're in. Yeah. Right? 
And this and movie had like, a lot of crazy bullshit in it. Right, and it's like, there are some people who buy into that and, like, lean into it hard, where it's like, yeah, like, you would not, like, okay, Brad Pitt, what do you think of when you think of Brad Pitt? And it's like, I don't think I think of Bullet Train, but the fact that he's willing and able to do Bullet Train just speaks to his level of ability, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or it's like, there are other characters, there are other people that would have be in similar movies in a, in a sense, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's their, it's their bread and butter. Like, so like The Rock, he does the same thing every time where it's like, he, you could tell he's not a good actor because he can't do, like, he can't make those kinds of decisions like Brad Pitt can. Where he's like, the movies that I pick can be like so drastically different. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I understand. Because I also have a problem where I don't, I haven't seen The Rock really be someone that isn't the rock which you know is a shame but at the same time i i do see other actors who i initially thought were going to be like the rock try to be other people and like really make me feel like i'm immersed and see them as someone else and not just them like dave batista is one of those actors for me where i initially thought as he was entering the like film industry he was going to be a the rock type but the things I've seen him in, I kind of forget he's Dave Batista after a while and really just kind of get into liking the characters or appreciating his performances in the movies he's in. Uh, I don't know where it was exactly that he talked about it, but Ryan Johnson had said like that Batista is like the best wrestler turned actor. Mm-hmm. And I don't disagree. Uh, I think he's right. Yeah, no. Uh, of the few actors that I know were wrestlers, he's really good. And it makes sense because of wrestling has a lot of acting in it. Yeah. So there is some natural, like, continuation of that craft and skill. But I'm really happy to see, so far, uh, Batista's film filmography. Yeah. Yeah, filmography. filmography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Dave Batista and John Cena, I think, are the two, where you could tell that they... John Cena doesn't have as many chances, and he does tend to go for, like, goofier roles. But yeah, you could tell that... I, I feel like those two are the ones that you're, like... If I see them in a movie, I expect them to actually, like, do the work. Yeah, no. Um, considering the fact that, like, most wrestlers or just, I guess, film stars in general usually go through a period of just working and being in things, whether they're sometimes good, sometimes back. I mean, The Rock did a bunch of movies before he got, like, super big, you know? I remember watching him in The Tooth Fairy <laughs> in, like, the middle of the 2000s, which was a super low-budget family friendly movie yeah he played the rock playing the tooth fairy yeah pretty much <laughs> it's like it, it, yeah so you could point to that movie to say hey go watch that and then watch black adam and be like did he really change that much acting wise in the last like 20 years and it's like mm, not really i mean but anyway yeah yeah so, part of the reason i feel Bullet Train has so much you could talk about specifically of the acting and the characters because the plot isn't super complicated, If, in my opinion. I don't know if you feel that way. No, I think when everything's laid out and you they, they go through it very well. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think the first act is a little hectic. You do have to jump around to a bunch of different well, like setups for characters. Yeah, they introduce the characters and the assassins that are on this train because going as a recap, slightly there are a bunch of assassins 
on a bullet train in Japan. Brad Pitt's character, Ladybug, gets assigned job for another assassin who got stomach troubles and couldn't make it. He's there just to pick up a briefcase and then deliver it to a destination. And as he's on this bullet train, he keeps having more and more trouble getting off of it because he encounters more and more assassins and becomes integral to this convoluted plot set up by Michael Shannon's character, The White Death. And crazy shit happens to his character because one of his core defining aspects is that he has, so to speak, bad luck. Yeah, so it's it so it reads really crazy as you're going through it, where it's like, why in the world is all this happening? It doesn't make any sense. But then as soon as it gets further and further into it, the more and more it clears up. Mm-hmm. The, the connections between characters, like you know, the why certain things are happening, why certain people, like, you know, why Bad Bunny's character is there is, like, entirely separate from the rest of the plot, (laughs) but at the same time entirely connected. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like, why? (laughs) Like, I want to say Bad Bunny is a perfect example of, like, one of the messier parts of the movie where it's like, I want to say he was entirely, like, tangential like there's like the main group of assassins Mm -hmm. that are like intrinsically tied to michael shannon's white death Mm -hmm. and then there's bad bunny who just happened to be (laughs) in the crossfire of a bunch of shit right and you're like oh i feel so sorry for you man like your character really tragic (laughs) yeah because i really liked his character the wolf when he got introduced because since there are so many characters and assassins in this movie right famous actors assassins characters etc etc they did a really good job and i think it was a good choice to have that really stylistic intro sequence along with a flashback to again and give you an idea of who these characters are and make those flashback sequences kind of funny regardless of who it was yeah. those i always kind of laughed at each flashback sequence they showed especially when we'll get into it i guess tangerine and lemon those two are like had a great chemistry for me and i really liked their characters in this movie but yeah bad bunny i his character the wolf i was kind of sad to see him go so quickly you know he was there and then he wasn't yeah but it's it's just yeah there's a lot of what seems like craziness and i think that's what what some people got lost with is just the plot of it all I feel like you, like you said, it's actually relatively simple mm-hmm. if you just like just follow it. Yeah, just let it, just let the movie, just let the movie take you on the journey it's planning on taking you. It does a good job of tying up every loose end. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is actually really engaging, and it the the, the storytelling is way they don't a lot of people didn't get enough as much credit as it deserves. No, no, I. I okay, I definitely feel like I was one of those people who, after seeing the initial trailer, was going to watch it on streaming most likely because I had kind of written it off and being like, oh, yeah, it looks all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not crazy eager to go watch it in theaters, but I would if someone was like, hey, do you want to go watch Bullet Train in theater or something like that? But, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, I, I guess it's one of those movies that has like star power to try to get people to come watch it like Brad Pitt and Bad Bunny and I am really happy I actually gave this movie a shot because I loved it it was so much fun yeah uh, so, you know speaking of things we loved I want to move on to the, the my favorite I think I don't know if this is your favorite character okay I think it's hard to argue that is anybody who wouldn't be everybody's favorite character it's Tangerine or is it Lemon? Is it Lemon? Okay, Tangerine is uh, Ryan Tyree Henry. He is the he was in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's Tangerine. Then he's my favorite character. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's pretty great. <laughs> I really like this character. I, I think of the the main core of main characters because <laughs> like like there's a lot of main characters who each have an integral role to the plot. 
but there's also my brain like secondary main characters like the elder if that makes sense who i also really enjoyed especially his moment talking to brad pitt's character ladybug at the very end where he after he got like bit by snakes and shots and all these things he's like i have a story to tell you and brad pitt's like no i'm I'm good he's like no it's it's pretty good story he's like no i'm fine Mm, i'm okay and then he just starts telling him the story anyways that was great (laughs) oh uh so speaking of him real quick i liked I'm a big fan. I'm actually a big fan of his the the actor who played him, his young version. Oh, his uh, his nephew, right? His name is Yoshi Kaiso. Oh, uh, mm, you, are you thinking about Kimura or his or the elder's younger actor in his flashback sequence? Yeah, the, the younger actor. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. His name is Yoshi Sadarso. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sadarsu. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Unfortunately, he's the blue Power Ranger on Power Rangers Dino Charge. What really? That's that's sweet. So I was like, I didn't know he was in the movie. Then I saw someone tweet about it, and he had tweeted back about it. And I was like, Wait, you're in this movie? I'm totally gonna watch this because <laughs> I am, of course, a Power Rangers nerd. Despite the fact that I have, like, it's like one of those things where it's your mind disassociates certain quality things where it's like, hey, Anthony, what are your favorite movies? And it's like, here are a bunch of movies. And it's like, all right, do you like Power Rangers? Of course. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Flying robots? Spandex? Fuck yeah. (laughs) Oh, dude, I loved Power Ranger when I was younger, but I never kept up with the fandom or the Power Rangers properties going forward i think the last thing that i probably watched that i have clear memories of was the 2000 movie you know with ivan ooze oh yeah that's that's yeah that's old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also i don't think that's 2000 i think it's like 1995 no no way it was definitely the yeah. 2000s nope, it's like 1995 uh, all right I, okay I, i'm gonna look this thing up because i need to make sure I mean, you're probably right but still <laughs> you're talking about that was like uh the original cast they were not around that long mm, let's see oh dude you are totally right mighty morphin power rangers the movie came out in 1995 the year i was born see <laughs> i i probably watched it on vhs then because i definitely remember seeing it in the 2000s i would not have been i would not have been able to remember this movie when i was two <laughs> well yeah, yeah it, i mean i grew up watching that and the the Turbo movie and all those. I, I mean, I grew up on Power Rangers. So yeah, I still... dude, I loved it. I had the, uh, my favorite were the Power Rangers toys, like building the mechs and stuff. They were great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, anyway, so the actor, I love him. But, so I like Tangerine I, to the point where, so his, you know, his whole gimmick in the movie is that he relates to people to fucking Thomas the Tank Engine character. Dude, that was... I kind of thought that was pretty silly and kind of dumb at first, but I really got into it and was like, oh, no, I'm here. That dude's a fucking diesel, and you know it, and I'm on his side. I agree with Tangerine. Kill kill this guy. And then it turned out to not be him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, wait, who do you think was the diesel? I, I just thought it was this whole, like, surprise twist is going to be, you know brad pitt's character being like you know actually was there for a different reason or kimura surprisingly being alive and then being like oh yeah i knew exact it didn't make a lot of sense i was just hyped for you know him accusing people of being the diesel does that make sense oh yeah no i was like i as soon as, as soon as he brought up that concept i knew it was the girl and I was like, she's a fucking diesel. <laughs> oh my god. She's... When people started getting tricked by her, like, no, don't get tricked by her. She's a fucking diesel. Yeah, you mean, um, you mean, uh, what was her name? Uh, Prince, I think, was her the the daughter, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Logan Lerman's sister. <laughs> yeah. Logan Lerman's in this movie for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. To die in like 10 seconds. Yeah, I mean, so, so was Zazie Beetz. She was in this movie, and she, I think she's a great actress. And she, I, I was really hoping to see who was going to end up being underneath that uh, mascot costume. And then when she, it turned out to be her, I was like, yeah. she's in this movie too? I was surprised. It was great. She died. And she died. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the Diesel thing was so great the, to the point where after I had watched the movie, when I was doing stuff at work and like a, a customer, when we knew a customer was gonna, just going to be just going to kill our day entirely or like they were going to like take way too long. They're going to be like really picky or whatever. We were working just like, oh, my gosh, this is the, this is the fucking diesel of the day. <laughs> oh, this is, that's how great it was in the movie for me. And my, my, my coworker had also watched it. Mm-hmm. So we were just like, yes, 100 percent. This is the diesel. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. But you we mentioned someone else that I was. Is it uh, his brother? Um, Lemon played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson. Man, I feel like. It's such a shame that he was killed as Quicksilver so quickly. Mm-hmm. He's, he's such a good actor. Oh, he's a great actor, and I, I man, I've come, I've been up and down about Quicksilver dying in the Marvel movies over the last like years since that's happened. I think at first I was like into it because I was like, man, look at that! They're gonna, they actually committed to killing Quicksilver, even though he's a great actor. And then after a while, I'm like, nah, maybe you should have kept him alive. It would have been really cool. And I guess now I'm just like, yeah. I, it's been so long since he's been in a movie. He can probably come back or a TV show at this point because death seems kind of impermanent. So maybe who knows? Maybe he'll show up again. He was great. I, I like the cast in this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Like another one of my favorite actors in the movie, uh, favorite character in the movie. Oh, can I guess? All right, all right. Was it the water bottle? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fact that they gave that thing a freaking flashback in POV was great. Yeah, that, I did not expect it in the slightest. Me either, and it was a great surprise. And I love the water bottle's key role in this on the plot of this movie. Did you? Did you? Uh, listen, did, have you watched the movie Bad Times at the El Royale? I have not. It has it has a you know non sequential like flashbacks flash forward type stuff mm-hmm. that happens and it ends it in the third act of that movie as well there's a flashback that just, just hits you and it's so funny when they actually do it it's not a funny flashback but it was one of those things where the movie has set up like, all these stakes and then you you're into like a character becomes important and then as soon as you're about to like hit that like high note of like tension mm-hmm. it's like and now flashback, and it's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but like the water bottle did the same thing for me, but also, but it was also funny. Yeah, I mean, because this movie, it's you know the whole plot that keeps on going is Brad Pitt's character, Ladybug, keeps trying to get off the train with this suitcase full of money that is turns out to be the ransom that turns out to be you know a red herring set up by the White Death and all these things that I keep on on the train, right? And then as I think the humor helps me really enjoy this movie. Like every single like act has like a lot of things that are just so hilarious. And then you get that really funny flashback with the water bottle and it really kind of just made this movie for me where it was like, man, this, this is going to keep going. And I think the hu- if, it, if it didn't have this much humor in this movie, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Yeah, I think I definitely like kept it. Uh, I know people would say it wouldn't be unique because a lot of movies are funny, but I 
think it like just separated it from like the John Wicks and like other big action movies of the current day where it's like this does feel uniquely positioned vibe wise. Yeah, because um, it wasn't like a humor that I've seen like frequently kind of it wasn't the humor that I would see in like Deadpool movies. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the humor that we see in like Marvel movies where it was like self-referential or something. And it was just this really enjoyable, just kind of callback kind of humor. Clever. Clever. Yeah, clever. Even going into it before, we, I, I think I'm ready to talk about the final part of this movie, the last act. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, no, uh, the before we get to the last act, my actual favorite other character is, of course, Channing Tatum, who's just randomly in the fucking movie <laughs> as a random passenger. Oh, yeah, that's right. I completely forgot about that. He was, he thought Ladybug was asking if he wanted to do some stuff in the in the train card with him. Like, sex stuff? Like, what? <laughs> I was like, yo, this like, is cool. I mean, I'm not saying no, but... <laughs> He's like, oh, man, he does look good. And I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> He's, like, committing to the bit. Uh, also, a random, just little cameo, not even really a cameo, I guess. He's just an actor who plays a bit role. Uh, the guy who plays Hero from Heroes, wasn't it? Yeah, he's the conductor, right? He's like the Yeah, the conductor, or the ticket guy, I don't know. See, I thought he was going to be something too, to be honest. Yeah, he just seemed like he was there for some a very specific reason. Mm-hmm. And he's a very specific actor. Uh-huh. So that was like, the fact that they didn't use him for anything else was like... Man, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I mean, Channing T- the same thing happened with T- Channing Tatum. Because at, at some point in his movie, I was like, okay, everyone on this train is an assassin. Like, everyone's, everyone's here has got to be doing something, you know? And it turned out to be like, well, <laughs> it turned out to be quite a lot of them, but it wasn't Hero or Channing Tatum or anything, so. It's a shame. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess going into it, after a certain point, most of everyone who isn't an assassin is off the train. Everyone who isn't dead is on the train and they're like, okay, once we get to Kyoto, the white dev who has been, you know, behind this the entire time is going to kill us. And they come up with a, a plan to like make sure that doesn't happen. And then it still doesn't go anywhere where I thought it was going to go, you know? Oh yeah. The fact that they're, oh man, like I don't remember exactly what their plan was, but nobody's plan <laughs> goes the way that they thought it was. Except for I guess the prince. The prince is the only one who, whose actual plan worked at the end of the day. And they and they kind of chickened out with it, too, because, you know, we get that reveal that it's her father, which I guess it wasn't super surprising, but I, I didn't see that coming either. I mean, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say that's chickening out, but... Really? Because she didn't, like, end up killing... Because, okay, her entire thing was she's going to kill the white deaf, she's going to kill the white deaf, and maybe chickening out is too harsh, but, you know, understandably, I guess she didn't want to kill her own father in the, at the end of the day. No, I, she did want to kill him, and she he her plan was that he was going to try to shoot her with the gun, and then he did Oh, that's right. That's right. You're totally right about that. He didn't follow her plan until the end of the movie, where she did end up get, getting him to get killed by her her actual gun she was like yes i did it and then she gets hit by the fucking truck oh yeah they did that classic wide shot where she's in the slight right of the of the you know composition and you're like oh something is definitely going to come from the side and hit her you know thank god and then it was a freaking tangerine in a lemon truck (laughs) no no i think it was tangerines in the tangerine truck it was it was a lemon truck no no way the whole point was that she he found he jumped out of the the so all the nonsense that happened he lands out uh falls out of the train yeah yeah 
then he comes out and it's a lemon truck because his brother was named Lemon. Mm, okay. And then he uses the lemon truck to kill. No, no. See, that's where you 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 mixed it up. Wait, no. Oh, no. It's Lemon. Yeah. And he yeah. Has a tangerine truck. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we, it's our, we both got twisted around with that. Yeah. Lemon shows up with the tangerine truck because of his brother, and then it just runs the the daughter over at the end, which was a great end and end of moment movie. I will say this: the the only thing I didn't another thing that I didn't like about this movie was kind of like the fake out deaths that happened. Oh. Um, mm. I didn't like that Lemon had a fake out death. I also didn't like the the fake out death of the son of the elder. Ah, what was it? He he said it was the son was the one in the hospital room, right? Or no, the the dad, the the dad of the son. Oh, right, 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 right. Because it is if anyone's like me who's listening to this and is trying to keep track of all the characters, it's the elder and then the son whose name is Kimura, and then he has a son who's in the hospital room that jumped off a building. That was one of the initial things that set the course of this movie. And I think the child in the bed in the hospital room is just named The Son. Yeah. Or I think, no, I think he's not even referred to any of the characters. The, the son is the one that we follow, and then the elder is his dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, when he got shot, when he got killed and then put in the bathroom, I thought he was dead. And they're like, he's not dead. And I'm like, what? What do you mean he's not dead? And then. Oh, I thought he was dead. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I 100% thought he was dead. And then with Lemon, I thought he was dead. And then they're like, no, it was just a sleeping drug. And I'm like, oh my God, of course it's a sleeping drug. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the bulletproof vest surprise too. Yeah, that was that was the only thing. I didn't, but it it did, cause it makes Tangerine's death, death like sir because he was like, oh, you made Lemon bleed and no one ever makes Lemon bleed. And it was like this whole entire like thing about like, him and his brother when they were young, mm-hmm. how they grew up with each other and stuff. And I was just like, I mean, for one of the the one of the two people that I felt the more connection with, it was more impactful to see that Tangerine didn't end up making it in the end. You know? Yeah, that did suck. I like I like them. I like the twins a lot. Yeah, um, they were great. Yeah, the, the fake out death I didn't particularly enjoy, mm-hmm. but the fact that Brad Pitt is. This like yeah again this weird unlucky character that just goes through all this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not even the main character here. <laughs> yeah, no. character in this plot. It was great, man. <laughs> Especially because another thing I liked about him is that in the in the course of the movie, he kept talking about his therapy and his therapist sessions, and it was really fun to see him be like, "Hey, I'm working on this problem I have." And I oh, I have some things you might want to read. And everyone was just kind of like, shut up. Shut up, Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the fact that, like, it's he's so consistent about it, or, like, his pacifism and stuff, where it's it, it totally doesn't work in his line of field, and yet somehow he still makes it out. Yeah. And, but also still causes so much, like, numerous death. Oh, and destruction. Yeah. The, the, the third part, after the confrontation with the White Death, and they get everyone on the train, and they do all the crazy shit, and the plan goes... You you know awry is the train just keeps going and like breaks through a barrier and destroys like a section of a town and brad's pit character just goes flying and sent through the train and because of his character luck just manages to not get like decapitated or like maimed <laughs> oh my god he's like, with the freaking mascot costume yep mm-hmm. and then at the end oh my god it's so funny when he walks out of the train everything is done the characters who are still alive walk out injured and there's kind of this like sigh of like okay we're done we're out and then the white death still shows up and brad pitt's character's like oh come on man <laughs> yeah no that was oh. it was great <laughs> oh yeah and then the, the final cameo of the whole entire movie the 
they find out that his handler is what's her name sandra bullock uh, sandra bullock mm-hmm. oh my god i thought that was just hilarious it also was funny because a sandra bullock and brad pitt and Channing tatum were in the lost city earlier in the same year that is true that's i i do remember seeing a trailer for that movie uh, and, and then brad pitt's brad pitt's role in that movie is also like three minutes long <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, do you guys just like, like showing up to people's, it's it's one of those like Adam Sandler situations where it's like, oh, you're filming something? All right, I'll be there. <laughs> like, I'll just hang out one afternoon. Yeah, that's cool. That's fair. I mean, I so if it's a fun one-off cameo, it could be really enjoyable. And this, Sandra Bullock's just showing up at the end of this movie was a pretty good example of that too. <laughs> yeah, so I think... This movie was very fun. I think people should give it a watch. I'm yeah. pretty sure if anybody's listening, they obviously have watched it. Yeah. But the people who the spoilers. I mean, hey, there's some pretty good Japanese covers of some songs in this movie as well. If that's something to get you to watch this other than all the cameos and like actual fun, unique feeling. Yeah. Like, I mean, if everybody, people listening to the spoilers obviously heard it, but if anybody like skipped the spoilers, it's like, oh, I guess I'll listen to the final thoughts about the movie before. Um, and like, I was going to give final thoughts on. Well, oh, yeah. Give, give me your your final thoughts man i'm here <laughs> yeah just to wrap it up for the people who skipped the spoilers um <laughs> i think i think overall this movie's a lot of fun i think a lot of people aren't gonna expect what it's willing to give them and i think people should give it a shot just because it's you don't get a lot of action movies like it and we get to see like a director who's currently you know having a lot of fun with a lot of different actors and it's just a very enjoyable engaging story you just have to give it a few you know give it like 30 minutes and it will like find its footing real well and you'll just like just enjoy the ride <laughs> no i agree with that sentiment i would say the only thing to add to it would be you know go into this movie just expecting a fun time pay attention during the first act and you'll probably enjoy the rest of the movie yeah you know <laughs> turn off your phones enjoy your movie yeah i mean <laughs> hey sometimes i'm guilty of drawing on my ipad during a movie or a tv show and then i'll feel i'll realize that i'm like oh i should have been should probably be paying attention exactly and then i'll put it away <laughs> well okay thanks for listening to this episode of the just uh, just pick something podcast if you haven't seen bullet train go watch it if you listen to us for five minutes that's cool if you want to send us your opinions you can send it to an email we will check it and and answer any questions we get but we have been pretty sporadic lately but if you still want to send it just comment send us an email at jpspmailbag at gmail.com it take us a while to respond like share subscribe like this video share it talk about it with your friends um what else do people do comments on it click the little bell for notifications <laughs> but yeah thank you for watching and the intro and outro song of this episode is vhs streams by sean ivers link in the description thanks for listening and until next time 